What's up, everybody? This is me, uh, Francisco FJOGR. I'm currently driving on over to a beach house for a family get-together. And so I decided, hey, why don't I record another entry in my personal podcast? You can listen to my other podcast, Sports Goofs. Find it on the nine different platforms that this podcast is on. As well, if you're probably listening to this, you probably can find Sports Goofs on all the other ones. Goofs! That's, that's what we are, and we talk about sports. But I'm not gonna hear. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that, right? What I really want to talk about today is driving. Yes, the, the subject today is driving. So, driving is, I guess, uh, for the for a lot of people in their lives, a rite of passage. It is to denote that you are a sound enough human being, mature enough to be able to handle a motor vehicle. So getting a driver's license is an affirmation of your maturity, of your growth into an adult. However, for me, I didn't get a driver's license at the normal age. In fact, I uh, probably waited about four more years until I finally got my driver's license. And it's now that I've kind of looked at what other people go through, it's not uncommon. In fact, in Japan, it's very uncommon for you to have a driver's license. Very few people drive because of their extensive public transportation systems that it is not a necessity to have a driver's license, to maintain a driver's license, because most likely than not, you do not even own a car or a vehicle of any sort. But I live in the U.S., and I especially live in the state of Florida, and things are very wide open here and very far away from each other in some aspects, in a lot of aspects, so... The only way to truly get around and get to where you need to go is by having a vehicle and learning how to drive. However, my so most people start to learn how to drive around 15 years old. They get their get their learner's permits, and then they move forward with that. You know, get behind the wheel with. An adult next to them, usually their parents or maybe even an older sibling. And then they go from there. However, for me, it was not that. Um, at 16 years old, at 16 years old, I was um, still in high school. My high school was pretty far away, but I took the bus to get there. So it was um, that was how I was able to get around. So public school bus and from there it was unnecessary for me to drive. I would get a ride from uh, the school bus or it was an event or an occasion where I just get my parents to get me uh, to and from places. So not necessary for me to get a driver's license. Um, we didn't have a third car. I didn't have a car. I didn't get a job until I was 18 years old. And and really, um, um, and really, no necessity for me. I. I've always been pretty kind of frugal in some sense with regards to money and that type of stuff. And and my parents too. And I get that from my family. Why pay for an insurance policy adding me to a plan 
when there's no real need for me to drive. So that was how things were done. No real need for me to drive. Eventually, I would go to community college. And even then, I didn't need to drive. Even for uh, when I got a job. When I got a job, I didn't need to drive. I would, I would be dropped off to work by family or 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 a friend. And that's how I got around. And when I started college, that was the same thing. I would get dropped off or I would then be, uh, I would take public transportation. So a public bus is how I got around. And I did that all throughout my time in community college. Um, eventually I stopped working to focus on school. And I would eventually learn how to drive. I would get my driver's license because my sister came back from, from college. And so she would, uh, she would work at nights because she was a nurse. And so during the day, I was able to get a vehicle. I was able to get some type of vehicle, a car that I could drive with. And so... Um, I would use the car and drive to school if I needed to, if I needed to. Um, and it's, it worked out that way. It worked out that way. Didn't really need to own a car. Eventually, my parents were, were, were able to purchase a car uh, on the cheap. And that's when I finally had a vehicle that I could drive. That was an extra vehicle that I could use. Um, and so, I guess some of my earliest fondest memories of driving. I mean, I, I have to say, uh, probably when I got to college, got to Florida State. Uh, four-year college, uh, community college. Because uh, I finally got my, my own car. I was able to use that to drive to and from places in Tallahassee. And so I would need a car in Tallahassee. Even though you can, perfect, you can live perfectly fine at Florida State without a car. In fact, that's what a lot of people do. And they initially are in the dorms and uh, you just kind of go to class and walk around and everything's nearby the campus anyways, including the, the markets and the restaurants and the clubs and what have you and the sporting events. So getting around without a car is not that big of a deal in college and everybody's young. So you're not going to get tired or anything like that. It's just it's just an, it's an exciting, fun experience that way. I would use my car, yes. Yes, I would. But it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't like I used the car to go park on, on campus. I would walk to class. I would walk to school every day because why am I going to pay for a parking pass at Florida State when I can just walk there and it was better for me uh, health-wise and it was more convenient and it was just better. Eventually, uh, and really the only time we needed a car was um, when me and Mike would do some trips, uh, go to the supermarket, and we really needed all of the stuff uh, in the car. It would be much easier just to put it in the car and drive. Uh, or if there was a store that was outside of campus that we knew we had to drive over there. It was the only way to get there. So that's what I would do. Driving to and from places uh, was few and far between, I would say. Not totally necessary, but I had my car and and uh, driving around with friends and stuff is always great. But the thing that I do remember the most of that time was driving 
from home to Florida State. Those or, or vice versa. Those long trips, the 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 seven eight hour road trip from from Palm Beach County all the way to Tallahassee. That those are always fond memories for me, and I, and I'll tell you why. It was really the first sense of independence that I had. Where all right, I because remember. Throughout my whole life, I had, if I had to get anywhere, anywhere at all, I would be accompanied by someone in my family or a friend. Um, uh, coming to this country, family, uh, going to see visit family in Miami, which of course my parents are driving me. Uh, when I went to Washington D.C. as a, as a safety patrol. That was a school sanctioned thing. Of course, I was accompanied by teachers and and um, a, a whole bunch of other friends uh, from from school. The road trip to to, to uh, oh uh, New York City, New York City. That was a school trip. Friends and teachers. Uh, when I went to Canada, I went to Canada. I went with my sister. I was always accompanied by somebody. I was never by myself. Uh, the first time, of course, you go to Tallahassee, you, you it's a it's a whole thing. It's a thing. You go with your parents. <laughs> you go with your with my I went with my sister, you know, because of course she went to the same school, so, and she knew everything. So you you go and you uh, and you um, and you get situated and settled that way. Make sure all your stuff is moved in. You've bought all your supplies. You've got all your things. And that's it. But after that, you're on your own. After that, you're on your own. And really, the first significant thing was the first trip that I came back home. I'm trying to remember what it was. So that was... Yes, it was 2009. 2009. uh, So... Of course, school started in August, and this is the first time I've ever been away from home, and, and like for on my own, on my own, no, no parents, no family, nothing. So, uh, and I was living not really by myself. I had a roommate, but we never talked or anything like that. So I was essentially by myself. And my dad's fiftieth birthday was coming up, so. I, everybody expected that I was going to be in college and I was going to be over there, um, going to class and that type of stuff. And I knew that they were going to have a party at my parents' house to, to, and it was a surprise party. My sister was planning it out. My mom was planning it out. And so people, my family was going to come up from Miami and go see my dad for his 50th birthday. Of course, it's a big, it's a big birthday. It's five zero. But he didn't expect me. He didn't expect me to go down and see him. Because it was just a weekend thing. So it's like, oh, he's not going to come all the way down. He's in school. You know, my dad understood if I wasn't going to be there. He, he, he knew the important thing was that I was in college. But um, I think uh, it was like a collaborative thing with my sister and my mom and myself. Like, yeah, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to see my dad and and, and let's do it. So that was the first time that I went back home. I took a long, long trip all by myself, all by my lonesome. And... I have to say, I enjoyed the experience. And each and every time that I did it, I enjoyed the experience. Once again, it was that in, initial sense of independence. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to go down there and drive myself. And then I'll head back home or head back up to Florida State. So it, it, it was just one of those naivete things where you're like, you're, 
you're still a kid at heart. You really are. But it's the first time you're feeling like a real grown-up. So, uh, the long trip, you you plan it out. You know exactly which roads you're going to go on. I guess this was... I Yeah, the iPhone was out. I already had an iPhone by that point. And I had the GPS on there. So, that was all all situated but it was always cool to plan out your your playlist of entertainment for that trip so i guess one of the things we have to take for granted now is we have so many forms of entertainment to um to um kind of not drive us insane while we're well, we're taking these long trips anymore. I don't know if anybody remembers when you were a kid, uh, especially in my day and age. I had no, when I was a kid, before I was 10, 11 years old, before I was like 11, I didn't even have a Game Boy. So I had no, no form of entertainment and I didn't like to read. So when you went on trips, you just sat there. And looked outside and heard the music that your parents put on the radio. And that was it. And heard your parents talk to each other. Not much else. Um, and then when cell phones came in, you just heard your dad talking on the cell phone. So, for me, I... It, it, you, you have to appreciate how lucky you are if you're listening to this and you're you're a Gen Zer or even on the, the the youngest end of millennial that you have forms of entertainment to keep you busy while you are sitting there essentially or you're sitting there essentially doing nothing and somebody else is driving you Heck, I just think about airplanes now, man. How much my Nintendo Switch has come through for me. Sorry. I was driving and uh, stuff is happening on the road. And hey, that's stuff you have to pay attention to. So, um, and you, you heard uh, the ways that taking that for granted too. Hazard reported ahead. There was a hazard on the road. I got out of the way. There's, there's so much we take for granted right now that uh, things have come a long way since I first started driving. It's crazy. Anyways. Um, Appreciate the entertainment that you have right now. And you can basically grab any form of entertainment aside from video games and have it uh, playing for you while you are driving. You can play videos. You don't have to watch the videos, but you can listen to it. You can listen to songs. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to books. All of that is now at everyone's disposal for... uh, really uh, affordable prices at this point. Anyways, but that initial trip where you, I planned out what I wanted to listen to, you know, this is back before you had Spotify and things like that on your phones. But there was YouTube on your phone. That was exciting for me. I was on YouTube at that time too. And I could listen to a few things. Of course, connection wasn't the best. But it was new. So even if I had to wait three, four minutes for a thing to load, I knew I was going to get like, I mean, YouTube had a time limit at that point. I knew I was going to get at least 10 minutes of entertainment right there. So uh, you could find shows on YouTube too because the copyright, um, uh, copyright, uh, I guess, security, I would say, that YouTube had, wasn't up to snuff back then. 
So there were literal shows, seasons of shows that were available that you could listen to while you were driving. And that's what I did. And I could plan it out too. I could plan out, okay, well, episode one of this and it's each, uh, each YouTube clip was like 10 minutes long. So I was like, okay, I can part one of episode one, part two of episode two. So I can listen to, uh, let's say eight hour drive. I could basically listen to, uh, uh, what's it? An entire or half a season of something, half a season of something. And it's like, wow, music, music, the same thing. Uh, either you, the music I had already downloaded or YouTube, YouTube was starting to get music. So, uh, you could plan out the playlist and that was always fun. You could plan out the stops that you're going to take. Uh, me, for me, it was always one stop and it was at a Burger King. This is an endorsement for Burger King. I like Burger King, but I don't eat much at Burger King. What I'll always do, halfway point of the of the trip, wherever I was at that halfway point, I would I would scope out the nearest Burger King. I'd head on over and I would buy a strawberry milkshake. I, that was it. There's a strawberry milkshake. Let's let's get some get a strawberry milkshake. Take a stop, a little rest, refuel, and then keep on going. So that was, and I would do that every time I went up and down Tallahassee. So um, that was when driving like that, the long form driving was enjoyable to me. But over the years, and especially since I moved to Miami, I do not like to drive. I try not to drive as much as possible. If I can avoid driving, I will avoid it. It's, it's inconvenient. I envy people who live in cities that have a decent enough public transportation system or a freaking a subway rail system of some sort where they can just move to and fro without ever having a set foot inside a vehicle and sit in traffic. That is what I envy. I've been to New York City, been to Toronto, been to Chicago, been to Boston, been to Los Angeles. Oh man, is it just so much simpler just to hop on a thing a train of some sort and and uh, and get off without setting foot inside of a vehicle and worrying about driving and insurance and other people uh, crashing into you. So that is what I... Okay, so my thing got interrupted. Anyways... This is, of course, an impromptu podcast. So, um, where was I? Ah, yes. I hate I hate driving. I hate. I guess moving to where I've been, Miami. I mean, the only places I've ever gotten into car accidents, people get into car accidents with me. That's the thing. Because nobody knows how to drive. The only place that I, the only, the only uh, thing that gets me excited about driving is when I go to other cities. And that's because of the whole novelty of being someplace different. So, uh, driving to El Paso, Texas, one of my most favorite places to be at. Um, that right there is is what I like, uh, driving through Atlanta, that was fun, even though driving in Atlanta is miserable for the people that live there, but for me, just one stop, whatever, and I don't have to deal with it for one day, sure, whatever, I'll, I'll drive to and fro places, um, driving, uh, one of the more interesting trips that I've taken since I have been, um, 
since I started my career and and I've been doing traveling was driving from Alexandria, Louisiana to Houston, Texas. I'll tell you why. Alexandria, Louisiana, I was supposed to get a flight out from there, and then from, it would drop, it would be a flight out to Houston, and then from Houston, I would head on over back to Miami. However, due to, I believe it was uh, some gigantic storm, that was passing Houston, the flight out of Alexandria was canceled because the plane that usually made that flight was still stuck in Houston, Texas. So, uh, the flight from Alexandria to Houston was really quick. I think it was like, it might have been maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half long. I'm not even sure. But it's a short flight. It's not very long at all. And it's like... Uh, and I needed to get back home because I needed to go back to my office in Miami and, and go to work. I had to get back home. As soon as possible. So my, my brother-in-law came up with a brilliant idea. was, hey, why don't you just drive? to Houston because funnily enough if I had, if, if things had worked out normally with the flight if uh, there was no storm and I had just gone from Alexandria to Houston I would have had a layoff of a few like hours like 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 four or five actually maybe like five hours or so maybe even longer I was going to be there for a bit I was going to be in Houston for a bit But because the flight, because Houston was being hit with storms, but because of that, um, the, the flight got canceled, it meant that all the, the flight out of Houston to Miami was also delayed. So it gave me the time to be like, wait, my uncle or my, my, my brother-in-law was like, why don't you rent a car? drive to Houston, the flight back to Miami is delayed too, by the time you get there, things should probably clear up by then, and you'll be able to get back home, and that was the plan, and that's what I did, it was quite an effort, quite a scramble too, it was actually really nice, because uh, I had only, I flew, I flew into Louisiana solely for that day. I, I think I, yeah, I think I got into Louisiana that morning, did what I needed to do, and I was waiting to head back, uh, head back to Houston and then to Miami. So I, w I had bare bones stuff. I just had my, my computer bag, my computer bag, my, uh, I was in my suit and tie. And, um, with a, and, uh, yeah, my computer bag, my suit and tie, and that was it with my shoes, and, and, uh, I had a Nintendo Switch and computer. That was, that was all I was going with, because I only expected to be there really, really quickly. So, uh, I was like, oh, let's get a car, let's drive on over, uh, to Houston, Man, what a trip. What a trip across that region of the country because uh, I'd never been around there for the most part. I've driven in Louisiana, but I never made that long of a trip to see changes in things, see like, oh, there's casinos here, there's towns here, there's places here. There's uh, 
when I got to the border between Texas and Louisiana, you know, they had like a nice stop and stuff for tourists. That was, that was fun to see. And of course, I'm there looking as disheveled as ever because I was never planning to be in that predicament in the first place. So at that point, I didn't care what I looked like. My shirt was wrinkly. I, I took off my tie. I didn't have a belt on. My everything like I looked like uh, uh, like like a, a like those old traveling salesmen who probably just uh, just he just gave up on his career. Just like this is it. This is I'm no longer a traveling salesman anymore. This is the end of my rope. That's what I looked like, and it was fun as hell. It was incredibly fun to do that. Make your little stop here. I forgot where I stopped at to eat. You know, you, you stop at a fast food restaurant. But it was fun. It was fun doing that because it was something new, something different. It wasn't your day-to-day life of traveling. Oh, I gotta travel to work. Oh, I'm in traffic. Gotta do this. Right? Dri- driving with, uh, driving like that is never fun. But driving the way I did with the road trip and stuff is was always it is always fun because it's something new it's something novel what I um, and I guess that makes sense for anything that you're really looking forward to right like uh, when you uh, when you're out on a date if I take out my girlfriend and we're traveling to and from a restaurant and places, that's fun too. Of course that's fun, especially when you're going to places, especially when you're going to places where, um, going to new places. It's not the same old, same old. It's like, oh, well, wow, this is a nice little shindig they got here. But the main thing about that is the destination, not the drive for the most part. Of course, you enjoy your time with each other, but um, it's not really that you're enjoying the drive, you're just enjoying the presence and the destination. For me, that trip from Louisiana to Houston, that was enjoying the drive. So there's a difference, and I guess that's why, uh, I don't know how prevalent it is now in Americana, the, the, the road trip, the road trip. You always had these road trip movies, I think Britney Spears had that road trip movie, uh, and, and countless different uh, shows and stuff have had road trip episodes, but don't see it as much nowadays because people aren't doing that anymore where you uh, you know you pack up your car and you, you head on out and and go see uh, an area go see some sort of monument or or national park or what have you you don't see that nowadays not anymore uh, I guess it, it's something that people just don't do as much. I think it was, that was more about, uh, that was more like, I guess, an 80s thing, maybe going into the 90s and I guess the 70s too. But I, I would argue that that is still a very fun experience. Go RVing and that type of stuff. I'm sure, I've never done that. I've never done RVing. I think I would like, you know, at least once in my life, I would love to do that, where I, I rent an RV and head on over, uh, go to the Grand Canyon, whatever people do, and and uh, basically live inside of a vehicle for like a month uh, and traveling across the country. But it's not easy. 
that's for sure, especially when you're lugging around a gigantic thing like an RV, it's kind of hard to find parking, you have to go to specific RV parks that do that. But the road trip was always something that I wanted to do because you know, it's just something that I saw like in cartoon shows and TV shows and movies. It was like a cool thing that you just did. It's like, yeah, oh, let's, let's head on on the road and go see X and such and such. So I finally was able to get to, was able to do that last year with my dad. So my dad and I were, were baseball fans and we had always wanted to go visit other baseball stadiums and, and try and go see at least every single Major League team's home ballpark regardless of wh what their home ballpark was at that time. My brother-in-law is a, a lot more a lot more hardcore about it because he will go to a city every time they open a new ballpark but me and my dad were like we, we, we had always talked about it and we had never done it and finally last year the it was just the perfect uh, culmination where we could actually plan it out take the vacation days sit there and, uh, and, and plan out what cities we were hitting, how much money we were going to spend, how long we were going to take. So we did that last year. And rather than doing a whole, okay, let's fly here one weekend and then let's fly here a different weekend. No, let's, let's do it all in one fell swoop. A road trip. I felt it was the more economical thing to do, alright? I also felt that it was the, the the cooler thing to do because I wanted to go see the countryside. So, we planned it out. There were some quip, some some snags along the way, but we did indeed plan it out. So, Friday, so we were supposed to leave, or we did leave on a Friday, but the thing with Friday was, uh, we were supposed to hit Tampa, Atlanta, and then Washington. That was, those are the three cities that we were just going to hit. Um, and then head on back home after that. That was the initial trip, but there was an, a snag at the beginning because I had to work, because it worked for me. So Tampa was supposed to be Friday night where we get to watch the game on Friday night in Tampa at Tropicana Field. So that was put by the wayside because I had to do something for work, I had to stop by someplace and by the time I was done and had to go up and pick up my dad, it was already too late for us to arrive in Tampa and go see a baseball game. Luckily, my, I guess my brother-in-law looked, he's like, well, they're playing a day game the next day on Saturday, which was just a stroke of luck, really, a stroke of luck that they were playing a Sunday or Saturday day game. And it perfectly coincided with us uh, going to Atlanta. The idea was, uh, okay, well, we were going to head to Tampa on Friday, go see the game there, stay at a hotel, and then the next day leave for Atlanta and arrive in Atlanta on sometime during the day on Saturday and then spend the rest of the day in Atlanta at night over there on Saturday night and uh, Sunday as well 
So we did that. Or that was the plan, sorry. But when the things changed, it was like it was it was so much of a of a nice pivot that Tampa was playing during the day because it allowed us to go visit Tropicana Field. And then uh, leave the game. We didn't we didn't stay for the whole game. We didn't stay for the whole game. In fact, throughout the trip, we didn't stay for the whole game uh, for any of the games, really. Mainly because we were all, we were just tired by the end of those days. Just tired. The Tampa one was more because we had to get to Atlanta. Tampa, we just wanted to get crossed off the list. Like, okay, we're at, we made it to Tropicana Field. We did the bare minimum for a baseball fan in Florida, which was to go see Tropicana Field at least once. <laughs> we, in all these years, we've been Marlins fans and stuff like that. The Marlins play the Rays every year, and then at no point did we ever be like, you know, why don't we just drive to Tampa for like a weekend and then head back home? Not even that. Not even where we like, okay, let's go see Tampa, and then at night, leave, and then get home like at 4 a.m., and then Sunday, we just kind of sleep all day. We never we didn't even do that. That was, but we finally did that. We finally were able to get to Tropicana, and it's like, okay, we got here. We spent like an hour and a half at the ballpark. Okay, and now let's get the heck out of here. Got, we picked up a couple bobbleheads and kept moving forward. And then we headed to Atlanta. But uh, for some reason, I guess there was like a big car accident or whatever. We, we just, it, we, it took forever for us to get out of the Tampa Bay area. It took forever for us. Um, however, because we had... Because we had to delay our trip to Tropicana Field, we were able to enjoy the city of Tampa a little more, I guess in the morning at the very least, walk around and view the city. Uh, of course, I maintain a dread of Tampa because of the bar exam. However, that time it was okay. But then finally we were able to take the drive on over to Atlanta. I only made that drive only once before, and it was somebody else driving for me when I uh, went with my with the field hockey team up to Atlanta to play up there against Oxford College or Emory. Was it Emory? I think it was Emory. Yeah, it was Emory. So we went up against them. So, but it was one of the girls that was driving us. So uh, I think one of our our team captain thinks she was doing it. So it wasn't me driving, it was the road trip up there. And even then, it was such a quick trip. And we did share hotel room, which was interesting. But of course, I had to sleep in the same bed as my best friend because we were the only two dudes. But it was an interesting trip, I'll tell you that much. Okay. Heading on over to Atlanta... It was the first time we, we had, I had seen, or at least I had paid, t- paid attention to the uh, the change from Atlanta to Florida, or from Georgia to Florida, sorry, from Georgia to Florida, because me and my dad were alternating the drive, so he would drive one portion, I'd drive the other portion, whenever we got tired, we'd switch, this and that, but the planning for the trip was the cool part. It was almost the same as when I was doing it on my own from Tallahassee to home. It was just like, okay, let's just grab a bunch of snacks. Uh, and we would grab snacks. we just have like all the potato chips and, and the, the Gatorades and the sodas and whatnots. And, and we were, and we would, uh, we'd have our music and I would play videos from YouTube that I wanted to, my dad to listen to. And that was, and that was the cool part, man. Me and my dad could just kind of chill there and talk, be father and son. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I loved that road trip last year. 
I really can't. I had wanted to... Okay, speaking of my dad, that was him. So, uh, that was the most fun that I've had driving, ever. I guess, um... I guess the driving was the friends we made along the way. I don't know. <laughs> Something corny like that, man. Something corny like that. I'm still driving, by the way. This is why I'm recording this, and this is why driving is the subject of this podcast right now. This entry in my podcast. Um, so, uh, we... We got to Atlanta finally. We're able to go see some stuff. But it was the drive from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. that was like a slog. I don't know how many people live in these southern states. And yes, there are small towns all over the place, man. But there is just a whole lot of just trees and trees and trees and trees of places in the south. Because there there are certain parts of that trip, leaving Atlanta and getting to Washington, D.C. was like, man, it's just, it was a slog. It was, it was just rough to get in and out of those places just because of how much there wasn't there that was kind of stimulating in a sense. We did make a stop somewhere in like North Carolina for, you know, food and gas. But for the most part, it was just us just trying to get through it get out of there and get to D.C. We finally got to Washington, D.C. It was nighttime. It was nighttime when we got to D.C., but um, it it just took so much time just to get out of there. I, oh, man, I think we got in a trying to think, like somewhere around 10 something in the, at night. Leaving Atlanta, because remember, uh, this this trip was was planned over like a week or so. So it was starting on Friday, and I guess it was ending the next week. Um, and then Monday would be back to normal. The next week, it was it wasn't just a weekend; it was a whole week of us traveling. And I spread it out so we could travel and enjoy stuff. Um, and, and at least have a vacation of some sort. So I had, was it, um, trying to think. I had DC, I had, uh, so yeah, it was, it was Tampa pretty much the first two days, but we didn't stay that long. Then headed to Atlanta. And then Atlanta all day on Sunday. Then that Monday, we left Atlanta to head to D.C. And then D.C. was all day uh, that day. Where um, Finally, yeah, we got to D.C. And because the, I guess, the area around the mall... The National Mall is just is just way too hard for us to drive. We were like, okay, we're we're gonna leave the car at the hotel. We're gonna get a, an Uber or Lyft and and drive us to to the, to the National Mall, and then we got the the Washington Nationals game at night. So that was that portion of that trip. Uh, we finally were able to. We were finally able to uh, go see everything that we needed to see in D.C. I saw a couple museums, saw uh, the monuments and things like that, all the memorials. 
and finally got to see the the nationals at nationals park and after that got to the hotel relaxed went to sleep because the next day we made another change to our trip you see we had originally planned to leave dc and then head home but because we had days in our vacation already allotted out my dad decided well let's go see my aunt she lives in pennsylvania uh, not that that far from DC, just a few more hours away. So the next morning, we left our hotel and we drove all the way up to to see her in uh, in Pennsylvania. She lives out in out in the countryside in, in Pennsylvania, and uh, and spent some time there, and then finally. Uh, we left around that afternoon, and I found another hotel, and I pinpointed Richmond, Virginia, to be our stop there, just so we could stop there and get some sleep, and then head back home the next day, because that was the final slog of the trip, was the portion that got us back home. Getting to Richmond was was fine enough, but getting from Richmond, Virginia, back to uh, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, was the final gigantic leg of the trip. And it was the longest leg because there was nothing more to stop in between for us. Sure, we stopped at state lines, you know, where they had the little touristy part where it's like, hey, welcome to North Carolina. Hey, welcome to South Carolina. And rest stops and things like that. But really uh it that was probably even more of a slog than the part from Atlanta to DC because the part from Atlanta to DC is more just uh it was more interesting for us and new because of of where we were at we were in the south as much as we are in Florida but we're not in the south but after that, getting from Richmond to West Palm Beach is just basically just taking I-95 all the way down. And we've been taking I-95 pretty much all of our time here. So I-95 isn't that interesting when it's just I-95. Um, so that was the slog portion of that trip. But even then... Even then, I still love that trip. And when we get back to normal times, I want to take another trip like that. And uh, right now, the the next, there's several planned trips to see all the baseball teams at the very least at home. Not the stadiums, because then that's even more of a thing, because it's like when the team gets a new stadium, then, you know. But it's uh, right now the plan. I would guess we're going to go from east to west, so we'll, we'll finish the east coast and then head on over to the west coast. So right now we got probably one of the more difficult parts of it out of the way, which is uh, just Atlanta and Tampa and, and DC because they're just so far away from each other. But the next leg of the trip for seeing the baseball teams is simpler. I mean, it actually might not even require us to drive. And it's uh, it's basically that whole Northeast Corridor. So uh, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. So because New York has two teams, that's five teams out of the way. Um so, and I think, I'm not sure, I would assume, I think Amtrak has stations for all of those, all of those cities. So, what I'm thinking about, the plan would be, we would fly into either Boston or Baltimore, one of the two, where they're going to work north to south or south to north. Uh, Boston... Or Baltimore, but either way, we'll start with one of those cities. 
and we'll go to that city. We'll see what we need to see. We'll go uh, to the ballpark and we'll have our suitcases. And then we will get the Uber, the Lyft to the train station, get on the Amtrak and then get off. At, let's say if we start in Boston, we'll get off at New York City. We go to New York. We have our hotel. It'll probably be the same hotel for a few days so that we can see both Yankee Stadium and City Field. And I guess anything that we want to see in New York City, if we if we want to stop by and look at some stuff. And then after that, get on the train, head on down to Philly. Um, Philly might be an interesting thing. Because we could technically make it where my aunt could come join us in Philly because she doesn't live too, too far away from Philly. She can uh, have her su- our suitcases in the car. We can go see the Phillies. And then after the Phillies, we, we head on uh, with her and we can sleep at her place uh, for that night instead of paying for a hotel. We spend the day in uh, countryside Pennsylvania, go see what we need to see. And then she can take us on over back to Philly, drop us at the train station, and um, and we move on to the next leg of the trip, which would be Baltimore. And then we go see Baltimore. Uh, uh, we go see Baltimore, probably stay in a hotel, go see the game, and then pack our stuff, get on a flight back to Florida. So that is the next planned trip right now for me would be that that northeast corridor of cities the next one would require driving next one would require driving now there's there's always the and this is this is kind of like a thing that I have I have to discuss with my dad too but um there's, there's always that thing that nags at me is is Toronto, the, the Blue Jays. They're in Canada, so it's a whole different country. So part of me is like, do we include them on an actual road trip or do we just uh, plan out a weekend to go to Canada once and that's it? Plan out a weekend, we'll go to Canada, we'll go see Toronto, and then we'll, we'll head back home after that. That could be... And I feel like that should be it because it would just be simpler. We just have to worry about our passports and our bags. And we don't have to rent a car and drive through Canada and worry about that type of stuff. We don't, I feel like that would be easier. In fact, that's that's probably what we're going to do. So scratch actually driving, like, I don't know, from Detroit into Canada. Anyways, let's uh, let's. So this next trip would be, I guess, the central road trip, and this one will take. I think it would take us. I think we really would have to plan a two week vacation for this, because the initial portion of the trip, uh, and we could start. Really, I think we could start anywhere of these cities. Well, not anywhere, but. Um, it is, it's those central teams, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and, and Milwaukee, uh, and Cincinnati, sorry, Cincinnati as well. Those central teams, that's, they're not that far away from each other. I plan, I already looked at kind of the distance between one place to the other. I mean, there are places. Uh, I've traveled longer distances in Florida just to get to places than these cities are from each other. So, for me, it's all a matter of just making sure that the teams are scheduled the way they are, where we can plan that portion out, and we can make the most efficient drive to and from places. So as of right now, my, I guess one plan for me is, okay, um, like we could start in Cincinnati, let's say, go to Cincinnati then head to Cleveland, Cleveland, 
makes is an easy hop, skipping away from Detroit. Get to Detroit. All right, then Detroit, not that far away from Chicago. Get to Chicago. Uh, get to Chicago, then uh, head on over to, uh, and Chicago has two, two teams there, so that's one and two, and then head on up to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not that far from Chicago either, and then from Milwaukee, we head on over to Minneapolis. Minneapolis is really when relatively close to Milwaukee compared to some cities here in Florida, so it's not that bad of a trip. Really, the only things out of the way that I would say are out of the way is St. Louis and Kansas City. And even then, I feel like that could be its own trip as well because uh, St. Louis and Kansas City, we could do a trip of Missouri and the, the Texas cities and Missouri cities. So, uh, Houston, Dallas, and then drive on up to Kansas City and, and St. Louis, and then leave, or vice versa. And I would assume it would be easier to go to St. Louis first, then KC, then head on over to Dallas and Houston, because those are the places I get the most flights out back to, to Florida. But in any case, we have to get from one place to the other, and we could take that road trip across uh, some of those plain states. So, I mean, we could stop somewhere in Oklahoma and see some things, you know? So, so there's, so there's that trip. The final big one, the big trip, it'd be the same trip my sister's already done, the California, the West Coast Swing. The West Coast Swing, and in fact, one of them is even hard. One of them is super hard, and it's Denver. Denver's kind of like in the middle of none of these places. Denver's just kind of there. That one's part of Denver is pretty much like Toronto, where it's like, let's just go see Denver by itself. Let's just fly into Denver, Colorado, go see it, and then head back home after that. And... Even Phoenix is kind of like that too, but I feel like Phoenix isn't that bad of a of a of a of a trip away from this this the West Coast swing that I I feel like would be smarter to do, which would be either starting from Phoenix or starting from Seattle. Well, let's say we start from Phoenix. So from Fe- uh, from Phoenix, we'll head uh, we'll get into Phoenix. We'll see the Diamondbacks. And then we'll drive from Phoenix to San Diego. San Diego, we'll see what we have to see. Then we head to Anaheim. Anaheim, and uh, we could say somewhere in Southern California. Heck, I could even show up for work over there if I wanted to. Uh, Anaheim and Los Angeles. We see the Dodgers, and then we keep on heading up. We go to Oakland and San Francisco, and then keep on heading up and end in Seattle. And that's the Seattle trip. And that would be it. And that would hit all of the cities. I feel like really the only ones that are kind of like, okay, we have to do this one by itself is Toronto and Denver. Toronto and Denver. Because, um, I mean, just thinking about... Because I'm sure, yeah, you can drive from Denver to Phoenix, but I, I don't know, man. I think that might be too much to add, in a, especially that West Coast portion where you're seeing like seven teams, adding an eighth team. That's like, that's eight cities, eight different cities. I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy if it was like if you could do two in one day where like we're in Anaheim for like a day game and then the Dodgers play at night and we go see that one on the same day that'd be crazy of course then you have the uh, or, or Oakland and San Francisco the same thing 
Um, but that would all require driving, require driving. And that's kind of the plan for now. Um, well, I've been talking for quite a while now. I'm going to stop right here. This is as much as I want to talk about driving. I should probably keep focusing on the road that's ahead of me. And, um, Next time, we'll we'll see what else I'm going to talk about. Next topic, who knows? Please go subscribe to me on myriad of different platforms that I'm on, um, along with my other show, Sports Goose. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.